Hey, I'm Darren, and I'm one of the pastors here at Focus 314, and today we're starting a new series called Struggles. And Struggles, the series that we're going through, is based off of a, a book by one of my favorite authors and one of my favorite pastors, Pastor Craig Groeschel. And, and what we're doing during this series is that, is that we're looking at different things in this life that we struggle with. I don't know about you, but anybody ever have any struggles in this world? Yeah. Right? We're looking at different things that we struggle with and, and how can we truly focus on Jesus in the middle of those struggles? And, and what we're doing kind of as well is, is we're looking at it through the lens of social media. Anybody, anybody have social media? Anybody, anybody on Facebook in here? Anybody on Facebook? Any, anybody on Instagram? Right? Anybody on Snapchat or Twitter or anything like that? Anybody ever heard of social media before? Goodness gracious, this is, a, this is audience participation time, all right? So I'm just letting you know, if I'm asking for a hand, well, let's see a hand, right? Like, so, so we're looking at it through the lens uh, of social media, but I will tell you this, that, that these are struggles that we all face. And it, it, they're things that really kind of come up through the lens of social media, but they're, they're issues that we face no matter what. I, I, I'll tell you that... Um, uh, just when we were getting ready to go through uh, or build up to, I should say, the Easter season for our church, that, that we had seven days of prayer and fasting as a church. Anybody remember that time, right? Uh, and for myself, one of the thing that I felt God was calling me to do was to fast from my phone. That I, I set my phone on my nightstand uh, and I just left it there uh, for seven days. And let me, let me tell you, some of y'all uh, understand that, that battery life in your phone can be, anybody have battery life issues on their phone? Anybody? Nobody wants to admit it, right? Like, uh, I'll tell you right now that, that your, your battery of your phone will last three and a half days. It will, if you don't use it. Some of you are like, I use it a lot, right? Like three and a half hours. You're a heavy user is what you are. Uh, but but, but one, something that really came up during that time were some of these struggles and some of these issues that, that we face. It just became, it became more evident to me when I was away from my phone, away from social media. Now, I, again, you might not be on social media, but I'm going to tell you that all of these struggles that we're going to talk about that you face as well. I truly believe that every single person that is in here today faces some of these issues. It doesn't matter what generation you're from. It doesn't matter the age that you are. We still go through these moments. And so even though I might use an example through social media, I'm going to tell you it's still going to speak to you as well. Next week, we're going to talk about something that I, I think is, is just so powerful, and it's an area of the pressure that we live in this world and, and, the, and the tremendous need for rest that we need to have. The next week, uh, I'm going to tell you right now, powerful message on Mother's Day. It's going to speak to, I believe, every single woman that is in here today, but every single person as well. And we're going to talk about the issue of comparisons. It's going to be a big one for us. But today, today to kind of set things up for what I want to talk about, I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask everybody to go ahead and just pull your phone out right now. All right, could you do that? Just go ahead and pull your phone out right now if you have it with you. 
which I know you do. Come on now, you got your phone with you because you don't go anywhere without it anymore. So go ahead and pull your phone out. This is a very free place. Some of you are like, my mom told me I wasn't supposed to have my phone. Have your phone out, all right? So you're going to turn on your phone. You know, I'm just not just going to ask you to tell And then go ahead and open up your, your pictures so your, or your photos, you know, like, or not the photos you took, but your camera. That's what I'm looking for. Go ahead and open up your camera app. And then here's what I want us to all do together. We're going to take some selfies, all right? I want you all to take some selfies. We're going to take some selfies. Take a selfie by yourself. Take a selfie with, with a friend that's next to you. You know, get one that's at an angle. Get one that, all right, so I'm going to get one that's got the entire church in there. That's what I'm going to do. Everybody take some selfies together. Say cheese, everybody. I love it so much. Everybody's taking some selfies. And then here's what I want you to do. Some, I got a good one. That one was... One of them was all right. The other ones were okay. Hey, here's what I want you all to do. I want you to go ahead, if you got a good one, to go ahead and post it on whatever social media that you have and go ahead and put the hashtag Selfie314. And then we're just going to see what that looks like. We're going to see what we're gonna see what everybody took. If anybody got some good ones or not. No, if somebody, some of y'all are not good at taking some photos. Anybody? Does anybody remember what life was like before we had cameras in our phones. Anybody remember what that was like? Anybody, anybody remember, does anybody remember uh, uh, how horrible, at least it was for me, of how horrible it was to have picture day at school? Anybody remember that? Like, you, like oh my goodness, I just hated it so much because, because my mom was like, you have to make sure that your hair stays right through the entire day, and it seemed like every single year that my class was the last ones to get their picture taken. And so, I, like, we had recess, and I just had to sit there during recess. Anybody remember how bad that was? Or maybe getting family photos taken. Does anybody remember what it was like before we had digital cameras and stuff like that? Like, some of the older people in here, must, anybody remember Olin Mills? Come on now, right? Like now y'all know what I'm talking about. And they like, they pulled down different backdrops that they were going to take, right? You had to make sure that, that the photo was just perfect. You only had a certain amount that you were getting. The photo, so they counted to three. On, this, on the count of three, everybody say cheese, right? Like it, it was a process that you had to go through to just be able to get the perfect picture. But now we don't even need to really do that, do we? Right? Like, who, why do we have to count to say cheese anymore? Because most of the time you just sit there and just keep pushing. Just keep snapping the photo. Just keep snapping the photo until everybody gets one right. Or you don't even really, you, you might not even need to do that, do you? Because you might be able to say, well, you know, like, I like my, I like my smile in that one, but they got their eyes closed, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to Photoshop uh, the one that they got their eyes open with the smile that I have. Or, or maybe you're like, Maybe you're thinking to yourself, uh, man, I really like that. That picture looks fantastic, but the colors, the colors are just off a little bit. So then what you're just going to, hey, let's go to some of my filters, right? Like we all got those filters like uh, sepia. I didn't even know that was a word until I got my filters, right? Like what is that? Black and white will just be so much better. It will make it look like I'm so artistic if I put this picture into black and white, right? Like we don't have to be exactly perfect in all of our pictures anymore we just have so many filters that we can use and 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 those filters don't just go then just with the picture do they 
Because how many of y'all know that, that the caption is so important as well, isn't it? How many of y'all, like that, that video that we saw, go through the editing process on your caption? Because the caption is important. The caption is going to, like, I want people to see how witty I am on this. Anybody feel that? Right? Like you put a lot of thought into the caption, but you want to make it look like you didn't put a lot of thought into the caption. That just comes naturally to me. Look how witty I am, right? Don't act like I'm the only one up here. Some of you are like, you're speaking right to my soul right now and I don't like it. It's the process that we go through. We live in a world where this social media thing, just it, 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 it's all around us. And we feel like we need to be able to filter everything because we want to make sure that what we are presenting to people is a filtered image of ourself. I was going through even just this past week on, on my Instagram feed, and, 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 uh, and as I was looking through that Instagram feed, there actually was, a, there was an ad, and you guys see sponsored ads that are on there, right? And, and there was a sponsored ad for another app that would allow you to take the perfect selfie. That it would get rid of uh, it, it would make you look younger if you wanted to be able to look younger. It would make you look older if you wanted to be able to look older. It would get rid of the double chin that you might have, the triple chin that some of y'all might have. You know, like uh, it, it would get rid of those things. It would get rid of any blemishes that you would have. Like, man, I don't know about you, but but when I was in school, if you got if you got a zit on picture day, how horrible was that? Don't act like I'm the only one up here. You're just like, oh, it's a zit. I don't like it. You know how big of a deal that is, right? Like, you're like, I, this thing's so big, I don't even know what to do with it. Should I pop it? Do I put a cold compress on it? I don't know what to do with it. But we don't even have to worry about that anymore. It just gets filtered away. How many of y'all know that, that, that social media is a powerful tool, isn't it? Uh, in fact, I want you to know that during this series, I'm, I'm not preaching against social media. I, I think that it can be done... There's so many benefits that, that go along with it. It's a powerful tool that we can connect with people all over the world. Uh, that that, that we, can, we can promote things that are important to us, right? Causes. Many of you did that just, uh, just last week as you were promoting Easter here at our church. It's a, it's a powerful tool. But just like any tool, it can also be used as a powerful weapon, can't it? It's a powerful weapon that can be used in some very negative ways. And so those negative ways that we're looking at is something, the things that affect us. And, and one of those big areas is in that area of that filter. And that filter can become a weapon to ourselves as well. Because the more filtered our lives become, the more difficult it is to truly be authentic. Authenticity is something that each and every single one of us struggle with who I truly am and who I am presenting to the world. We all want to be able to use a filter. I want to present to you the me that I want you to see. Maybe not who I truly am. And the more filtered that our lives become, the more difficult it is for us to truly be comfortable with who we are and to be authentic with the world around us. 
Some of us, we live in a filtered life so much that we aren't just filtering to the people around us, we're filtering to who we are and we don't even have an idea of who we are ourselves. We live in a place that we have become so accustomed to filtering out everything that it's so difficult for us to be authentic. There, there was a, 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 an informal study, it was informal so there's no like uh, a, a peer-reviewed process to be able to go through, but, but an informal study that somebody that I, I know went through and they were, they were asking 18 to 25 year olds a, a specific question. They were asking uh, what kind of anxiety they feel when they're just in the middle of communication. Because how many of y'all know that, that the phone that we have, that it's changed the way that we communicate with other people as well? How many of y'all know that, right? Like, anybody remember back in the day when, when, uh, when the phone would ring at your house? You know, the one that was attached to the wall? That you just wish that you had a, a, an 80-foot cord that would extend out so that you could walk around? You know, like... I was so jealous of the people that had like a little antenna that would pop up because I'm walking around like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hide it underneath the door because I don't want my parents to, to hear what my conversation is, right? Anybody remember those days? Anybody remember those days that when you got a call at your house, you didn't know who it was? I wonder who's on the other line. Hello? Right? Like, and then you, and then you thought, oh, great, it's this person, right? Now, that's not the way that we do it. Now, the phone rings. The phone rings and then we look at it and what's, what's the process that goes through our mind when we see that thing ring? I don't know that number. I don't know about you, but if I don't know the number, I don't, I'm not answering that, right? Unknown, are you out of your mind? Who would ever answer an unknown number, right? But even, even sometimes you see, you see it come in and you're like, man, I, I can't have this conversation right now, so I'm going to decline. And it's going to send it to voicemail, right? And then what do we do? We read the voicemail. I got time to listen to somebody's voice. Y'all know what I'm talking about, don't you? I'm going to read the voicemail, and then I'm going to determine if I have time to answer that. And then how am I going to answer it? Because really, I could have the choice to just ignore it. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I didn't get that call. Come on now, right? Like, like, like AT&T and Verizon just fail at that one call. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't get that call. You got it. You just chose to ignore it. Nobody's been there before, right? So then you have a choice. Like, okay, how am I going to respond? Like, okay, now I'm going to respond. I made the choice to respond and not lie about the fact that I didn't get it. So now I'm going to respond, but how am I going to respond? Most likely, I'm just texting that person back, right? I'm just going to send a text message because I'm too busy to be able to talk on the phone. So I'm sending a text message, right? But if I really truly care about this person, I might give them a call back. <laughs> this is how we live, isn't it? Yes. Let's be honest with ourselves. This is how we live. And because we are in a filtered society, because everything that we do, we wanna be able to edit, the idea of talking to somebody on the phone brings tremendous anxiety to people. 18 to 25 year olds, the amount of anxiety that they face when they're just talking on the phone to somebody is tremendous. In fact, during the middle of that study, one of them said, uh, one of them said uh, that I do not like to call and order pizza. When I call and order pizza, 
I script out everything that I am going to say because of the anxiety that they feel when just calling somebody that they don't know. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine just this week about this exact same thing. He has a 19-year-old in his home, and he said that he has a, a hard time when they go out to eat that, that there's constantly, every single time that there is a battle for them to order their own food. They don't want to talk to the server. Why? Because really what we're saying is that I'm so used to editing and I'm so used to filtering who I am that if I say something, I'm afraid that you're going to judge me and I'm afraid that you're going to reject me. See, this issue doesn't just happen with 18 to 25-year-olds. It's for all of us. We all want to be liked. We all want to have acceptance. And we're afraid that if you see the real me, you're going to reject me. We all have this issue and this struggle. And you're not the first ones and you're not the only ones. This is something that we've all dealt with throughout history. Paul talks about this in 2 Corinthians, starting in chapter 3. Now, now before I read this, I want to let you know that he's referring back to a moment of time in Exodus 34. And what was happening in Exodus 34 is, a, is an amazing thing where the Exodus was happening, where the, the children of Israel were leaving uh, the land of Egypt, and there was this one person that God had called to lead them out, and his name was Moses. And God, that was God's chosen leader to be able to bring the people of Israel, his chosen people, out of Egypt. And, and Moses had an, a unique opportunity unlike any of us, that he was able to speak to God as a friend, as close together. He got to, to see the glory of God pass by. And, and as he's up on the mountain receiving uh, this revelation, the Ten Commandments, and he's, he's witnessing the glory of God, that it was so glorious and that he was in the presence of God so much that something amazing began to happen. His face began to glow with the glory of God. But that's, that's phenomenal. Like, man, I'm just letting you know, like I, I have preached some fire messages where sweat was coming down, but I've never glowed before, right? Like, I'm like, man, what I would love to be able to see what that moment, like there's times when I'm like, I would love to go back to, I would love to go back to that moment and see Moses coming down from the mountain. Now, what happens in, in how, how I've usually heard the story and, and how you read the story and, and every time I've, I've looked at it is that, is that what happens in this moment is that the people become scared. They're, they're, they're scared about, about a glowing guy, right? Anybody, like, I'm like, okay, I get that, right? They're a little bit nervous. So why are you glowing, you know? But they understood that it was because it was the glory of God. And so they were all scared of him. And then what happens is that Moses puts this veil over his face to kind of calm everybody down. Now, now when I've heard the story before, myself included in this, uh, that, that every time I've, I've thought the reason why he put the veil upon his face was because he wanted, to, he wanted everybody to be okay. He wanted to lessen their fear, right? But I want to encourage you, go back to Exodus 34 and read how it actually transpired. So he comes down from the mountain. 
His face is glowing. The people are full of fear. And then this is what he does. He doesn't just immediately put a veil upon his face. No, instead what he does is he calls all the people close to him and he begins to talk to them and he begins to teach them of what God did. And then the glory begins to fade and then he puts the veil on. We can assume that he put the veil on because people were full of fear. But what Paul is going to show us is Paul is suggesting to us there was a different reason why Moses was putting the veil upon his face. And it's something that you and I face as well. Starting in verse 13, it says, We are not like Moses, who would put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing and seeing what? The end of what was passing away. of seeing the glory begin to fade away. And why did Moses take the veil off of his face? Paul is suggesting to us right now is that Moses, Moses wanted to be able to see the glory upon his face. And he wanted to present to the people the glory of God upon his face. And when the, when the glory began to fade, all of a sudden, he was no longer this glorified person. And so what did he do? He put the veil upon his face. And he would lay the veil upon his face until he went back into the tabernacle and he was face to face with God. And then he had the glory upon his face again. He would walk out. He had the glory and the glow that was going on. He would call all the people around him again. He would speak to them. And then as the glory began to fade, what did he do? He put the veil back on. Moses wanted to be able to show the people who he wanted to be. We want to filter our lives so that we can communicate to the people that we want to be ourselves. I want you to see the me that I wish I was and not the me that I think that I am. We all have a veil upon our face. We live in such a filtered world and that veil is something, and that filter is something that we use to mask who we think that we truly are. We all have an issue of authenticity. And the more filtered our lives are, the more difficult it is to live an authentic life. He continues on in verse 14. And he said, but their minds were made dull, but their minds are made dull, for to this day the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It has not been removed because only in Christ is it taken away. We all issue, have an issue with a veil. And so the question that I have for you that is such an honest and difficult question for each and every single one of us to answer is this. What veil are you wearing? What are you trying to hide from other people? Think about it in terms of social media. You want to be seen as, as, as hey, anybody want to be seen as a spiritual person? So what am I going to do? I want to be able to show the people on social media that I'm a, I'm a spiritual person. So, man, I got my you version. I got my use version, uh, a Bible verse of the day. And so I'm going to make sure that I post that. 
I'm going to make sure that I post a, a picture of me doing my devotions with my cool little coffee cup that's sitting there right there. And, and look, at, look at how powerful this is. And I want to be able to show everybody that I'm Mr. and Mrs. Spiritual Person. But inside, inside I know that there is a secret sin that I'm holding to myself and it is keeping me far from God. And so I'm wearing a veil and I'm putting that mask on because I'm afraid that people are going to see that I'm truly struggling inside. Maybe you want to be able to put a picture on, on social media. Hey, check it out. I'm Mrs. With It Mom. I got everything together. Look at, how, look at how great it is that I got all of the breakfast ready and, and look at how my, both of my kids are matching outfits today and I got everything together and I'm getting ready to go to work and I'm going to be able to put in a full day and then I'm going to come home and I'm going to have dinner ready for everybody and look at how with it I am. But inside I feel like I'm failing my kids and I feel like I'm failing my spouse. I feel like I don't have any friends because I haven't talked to an adult in eight days. And I'm so lonely, and I'm hurting inside, but hashtag with it. <laughs> maybe, maybe you're Mr. Adventure Guy. Look at all the adventures that we get to go on. Look at, look at the cool boat that we have and the jet ski that we have. And, and look, we're on our fourth vacation this year. And, and look how amazing our life is and, and all of these cool, amazing toys that we've been able to gather in. And yet you're mortgaged up to your eyeballs and you don't know how you're going to pay for your next meal. But look at how great we are. Because life is so good. Or how about, how about your marriage? Look at, we got an anniversary. Look at this. Hanging out with my, my best friend, my smoochie poochie, my honey pie. <laughs> but yet you haven't talked for three days. And nobody knows about it. What veil are you wearing? Or maybe for some of you in here today, you are creating moments on social media because you don't want to look like you're doing nothing. You're thinking to yourself, I got to go do something and I need to post it because I don't want people to know how messed up I truly am. And you're just creating a false image of who you are. The question that I want to be able to ask you and the question that I hope that you are very honest with yourself about is this. What veil are you wearing? What are you trying to hide from people? So then you might say, well, 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 what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to just put everything that's honest on? You want to put my true self on social media? Right? You want me to put like that? that you want me to put that on social media? Like you want me to be bluntly honest on social media? And the answer that I would say is no. <laughs> no. Would not go well for you. You don't need to do that. Social media is not the place for you to do that. So here's, here's what I want you to be able to, here's what you need to be able to do for yourself. You need to always be truthful, not always transparent. You hear me on that? You need to always be truthful, but you don't always have to be. You don't have to be transparent with everything that's going on in your life. For example, let me just say this. Like, on, on a Saturday night, if I post something that would say, like, man, I am so excited about Sunday. I cannot wait to get there. I know God's going to do something amazing. If you ever read that on a Saturday night, let, I want you to know it is 100% honest. I am being completely honest when I say that. Some of y'all are like, you're excited a lot. I do. I get excited about it. I love me some church. I love, I love coming to our church. I get excited about church. But then there's other Sundays, Saturday nights, 
where I'm not going to post that. But you don't want me to post what I'm thinking either. I don't know how this one's going to come together. This message doesn't even make sense to me, let alone anybody else. I hope it, I hope it comes together, right? Like, I hope, I hope some people are going to show up because it's the Sunday after Easter and everybody comes on Easter, so ain't nobody going to show up anyway, right? Some of you are like, that's today, right? Does that, does that get you excited about church if I posted something like that? No. You want to always be truthful, but you don't have to be transparent with everybody around you. But... You better make sure that you have somebody that you can be transparent with. You don't, you don't have to share it with the entire world, but you need to have somebody that you're sharing that with. Having face-to-face conversations, being completely truthful and honest and transparent in everything that you do. I can tell you, it's so important for us to make sure that we have the veil taken off. The only way for you to do that is to answer the question, what veil are you wearing? What veil are you wearing? I hope you're honest. I hope you can answer that because that's when freedom is found. Continue on in verse 15. Even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. See, here's the danger of living in a filtered world. Here's the danger of, being able, of living in that place where you are filtering everything, where you're living in that veil, is because sooner or later, the veil that you put over your face is a veil that will be put over your heart. Let me say that again. The veil that you put over your face will eventually be a veil that you put over your heart. You're masking everything, and you can't even be honest with yourself. You don't even know who you are. When you live so long and you're trying to filter out everything, who do you become? And you don't even know. You don't even know. You've got to make sure that you are are honest and transparent with somebody. So the question that I have for you today then, the second one is this. Does anyone really know the real you? Can can you name one person in your life that knows the real you? That you can take the veil off of your heart, you can take the veil off of your face, and they know all of those things that are inside of you. Is there anybody? Are you even a person that knows the real you anymore? Or have you lived in it so long, this veil has masked you so long and it's hidden your heart so long that that you're even asking yourself, I don't even know who I am anymore. Is there anybody? I'm telling you, it is so important for you to be honest and to be able to to expose those things, that they're not hidden inside of you. Because because I'm going to tell you that if there are things that are hidden, that you're never going to be in a place where you're going to be able to find freedom. Light can't get into a place where there's total darkness. But once you crack it open, that light is going to expose everything. So is there anybody in your life that knows the real you? We live in such a filtered society that it feels like that. 
Because here's what's happening inside of each and every single one of us. Is that what we are all doing is we are pursuing acceptance. We are pursuing acceptance in this world. And really what is happening is that we are living for likes, but each and every single one are longing for love. We're living for likes. Did you like that? Did you like that picture that I put on there? Did you like the shirt that I put on there? Did you like the filter that I used on there? Did you like it? Did you like, did you like that caption? How many likes did I get on there? And we're looking for likes, but what we're truly longing for is love from everybody. And what, is there anybody that knows the real you? So the question that we have to ask ourselves is this. So how do we remove that veil? If we're all living in a place where we're using filters and it's becoming second nature to us, where it's just ingrained us, how do we remove that veil? And now's the time that I could tell you, like, I could tell you, hey, why don't you, why don't you stop using some filters on social media even, right? Like, just stop using filters on there. That'd be good advice. Just stop using social media for a little while. That, that'd, be, that'd be good advice for you. But I'm not here to just give you good advice. I'm here to give you some godly advice, right? That's why you're here today. Not to just get good advice, because you can do that from anybody. And so here's what I want to tell you. How are you going to remove that veil? It's so easy for you. And it's found right here in verse 16. But when anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Only Christ sets you free. We live in a world that we are constantly wanting to mask everything that's going on inside of us. There are all these insecurities that we have. And the only place that you're going to be able to find freedom is in Christ and in Christ alone. How are you going to be able to find freedom? How do you live an authentic life in this world that we live in? When you are living with Christ. When you are living with Christ. Just this past year, at the beginning of every year, I challenge our church and I challenge myself to be able to live uh, one word. To challenge ourselves with one word. And this year, that word for me is the word deeper. That I want to have a deeper relationship, a deeper understanding, a deeper commitment with Christ than I ever have before. And I got that from, from 1 Corinthians 2, 9-10. through 10. And it says all of this, it says, What no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived. And then we go all the way to the end. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. I want to have a deeper relationship with God than I ever have before. And I can tell you that in the past four months, as I've been walking through that process, and as I've been challenged to have a deeper relationship with God, there's something amazing that has happened. And it's not that I have a brand new, deep revelation of God. In fact, let me just say this right now, that if you ever hear a pastor say, I have a brand new revelation for you, I would be a little bit weary of that. Because there's nothing new under the sun. And if something hasn't been revealed to a pastor, to a person before, I'm a little bit worried about that person. I have my revelation come from his word. Come on now, right? And so it hasn't been this new revelation. I can tell you that as I begin to go deeper into a relationship with God, the thing that he has truly revealed to me is this. Is that he is all I need. And he has created me fearfully and wonderfully made. Before I was formed in my mother's womb, he knew me. And he had plans for me. Plans to be able to bring me to a place of purpose. He created me to be me. He created me to be me. And the deeper that I get in my relationship with Jesus the more in love with him that I am, the more that I love who he created me 
to be. Only in Christ are you set free. Only in Christ will you begin to remove the filters. Only in Christ will you be comfortable in who you are, that you will remove all of those insecurities because Christ created you to be you. He created you to be you. You don't have to worry about what the world is trying to be able to say to you. You don't have to worry about finding acceptance from just likes, that you can find acceptance in the one who created all things. He created you to be you. I begin to realize that he is all I have. And when I understand and realize that he is all I have, then I know that he is all that I truly need. That I don't need anything that this world has to offer. That this world, it's just gravy. It's nice to be able to have all the stuff that he blesses us with. But all I have is him and all I need is him. How do you remove the veil? Have a relationship with Jesus. Because only Christ sets you free. How many of y'all want some freedom today? How many want to be able to live in some freedom today? Church, please stand with me right now and look at this verse. It says this. It says, now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is somebody help me out. Come on now, somebody help me out. There is freedom. Only Christ will set you free. And we all who are unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory. And check this out. Oh, it's not going to be a passing glory. It's not just going to be a little bit of glory that Moses experienced. It will be an everlasting glory that he is filling us with his spirit and that we are going to be transformed every single day into his image. Everlasting glory. We no longer have to feel fear and ashamed anymore. We no longer have to live in a place where we are worried about what people think about us. Because we understand that Christ created us to be who we are. And we are going to find freedom, total freedom, in Christ, in Christ alone. Church, would you please close your eyes for a moment? I'm going to ask you in this, in this moment to respond to this. If you were honest with yourself and saying, these are veils, these are things that I've put over my heart and over the life that I'm living, and I'm, I'm, I need freedom right now from that. The first place that you start is having a relationship with Jesus. And if that's you today and you haven't had that relationship and you're ready to say yes to Jesus and to find that freedom in Christ and in Christ alone, I want you to just be able to raise your hand up right now. Don't worry, nobody's looking around. Just raise it up right now. Or maybe you do have a relationship with Christ, but you've, you've decided to choose a veil because you're living in fear. And you're saying, God, I need, that, I need that veil gone. I need to be able to, to release that fear, and I'm ready to be able to live in some freedom. Help me find somebody who I can be honest with. If that's you today, just raise your hand up right now. Nobody's looking around. God, I just pray right now for every single hand that is up. I'm so thankful for those that have chosen to have a relationship with you, that I say yes to you every single day. And God, I pray right now for those that have their hand raised that said that there's a veil inside of their life. God, I pray that you're going to be able to take that veil away, take it from their face, take it away from their heart, and let them to live in the freedom that you and you alone have, God. We pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. And all God's people said, amen. Come on, church. Isn't God good today? Hallelujah.